0: Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for December 20th of 2019. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh from hockeyheads.com This week on the podcast, we are going to talk about the Taylor Hall trade. We are going to talk about the Kings parting ways with Ilya Kovalchuk. And we have uh, a number of uh, listener questions um, to answer, some about the are uh, all decade teams stuff like that, and uh, a few Penguins questions. So uh, that's kind of the outline for what we'll be doing today. Uh, Taylor Hall already traded. Um, Ray Shero did. The yeah, he did not want to deal with this lingering problem. I kind of, I really respect the fact that they knew they weren't gonna give him the contract he's probably looking for. Uh, if he were to not test the market and stay there, so you might as well, you know, get this out of the way. It's not as though New Jersey's in a playoff hunt or anything, where keeping him around longer would have any it would no benefit at all, really.
1: No, uh, this this year is a, a tie fire of a year for Jersey. It's not what they are expecting, and. um You are right that it's like, okay, I need to get rid of the guy. We're not going to be able to retain him. He doesn't want to stay because we're not going to be able to give him what he wants. I just thought they needed to get a little more back than what they did. There's just too many asterisks on this goddamn deal.
0: Yeah, I I think this is part... You're right. They maybe wait a little bit, maybe wait through the holidays and and see what comes up Um, early January.
1: Yeah, early to mid-January is kind of where that's sort of more your deadline. I didn't think the pre-Christmas... Surely there had to be something better than this out there because this doesn't make them any better now and there's no guarantee it's going to make them better in the future.
0: But what I will say are rental deals are not like they used to be. Absolutely right. That's absolutely true. Even at the deadlines, teams are not... Loading up first round and top prospects. Um, we look at Eric Carlson. That was unimpressive. Much in the same uh, regard as this. Yes,
1: that's a good point, actually. Very much so.
0: So you so have...
1: I suppose we as fans have to adjust our, our line of thinking in regards to what to expect. We've been so used to a particular hall coming back. for. Sorry, no pun intended. Um, a particular... Uh, collection of assets coming back for a rental it's just not the case anymore is it
0: um, more and more teams are doing a better job with it so you, your market is um, down um, Hall seems pretty set on testing the market good for him not good for trying to maximize your your trade assets coming back uh, knowing so Arizona is pretty content I think the fact that Hall's probably not going to sign there.
1: But it gives them, it gives them a half a season to try and make the playoffs and win around and try and get some permanent fans. Well, so it's, sort of, it's a win-win in that situation for they,
0: them. Kessel's not having a great year, but there's some, a little bit of star power there. Taylor Hall comes there. Apparently, they're going to play on the same line or have. Is anybody going to play in the defensive third of the ice? Oh, Hall's fine. He's actually. I know. Not, he's he's not just... like Kessel in that regard. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty cool to. Put them on the same line right away. Uh, I think Dvorak is their center. But, you know, uh, I was going to say Carolina. The Coyotes are in first place. That division's not terrific because the Sharks are nowhere. That's not weird. They're just bad. Everybody's bad. Except maybe Vegas.
1: Vegas hasn't been bad, but they are this year. Like, that's the thing, it's weird to say that about an expansion club. But this year, they just met. And Edmonton, uh, Buffalo sabering the year. So, it's anybody's division, really, the Pacific. And you kind of feel sorry for all the teams in the Central. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and a big part of this is the Sharks are kind of cooked.
1: Yeah, if there's a year that you could go ahead and and get the first in the division and, and play... Although you have to play the crossover against the the fifth team in the central you better off being second in the division and just playing the other bad team in your your division this playoff system sucks
0: yes <laughs> not changing that though um, <laughs> all those brackets at the offices that don't get filled out and nobody talks about cool um, so let's talk a little bit about what did new jersey get they got 2020 first round pick conditional 2021 third round draft pick conditional and the prospects nick merkley nate Schnarr, and kevin ball and i'll start with the the first round pick if it's in the top three they're not getting it it's the the first rounder will push to the next year these asterisks is blah. my understanding of the third round pick is if Hall um, resigns and they win a playoff round it becomes a first there's too many asterisks. I I agree. Um but I think that's the condition. I know we um, said the market for the market for second Rachel's... round pick if if it, Arizona wins a, a playoff round. So just, it, the market me, is too depressed. If Arizona wins or he resigns, if both happens it's a first. So I mean, it's, it's likely sure. a, to get a second it, it, might get a second rounder out of that. I, 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 not trying to get a out first.
1: Out. It's Chaker out there, right? Yeah. He's he's done very well in regards to making sure that if it all goes pear-shaped for them, they are still got a chance to do well in the draft. I'll give him credit there.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about the prospects, but the no, Kevin, I, Kevin I, Ball, I, no. from what I gather, not very offensive-oriented. If I were to make a comparison with kinds of things I've heard, it seems like his ceiling is a Brian Dumoulin. Uh. Which, of course, Ray Sherrow traded for Brian Dumoulin in the Jordan Stahl trade. But that type of player? Yeah. And I don't think the other two are of note. I don't think they have any special offensive skills or anything like that, so... Um, you know, yeah, it's it's underwhelming, but the Devils, um, we're in a tough so spot.
1: My, my question is, lots of salary cap room now for the next, well, for the deadline, which the Devils won't be a part of, I don't think, and for the next run of UFAs, or to sign their young talent, the Devils just aren't a team that's spent. So I, I, it's not like if you... You know, you're Pittsburgh and you you send out an asset like that because you know you're not going to resign it and you've got all that cap space to go and try and acquire something else to come in to help the team. This is just... The Devils just can't get away from themselves, can they?
0: No. Ray Sherrow inherited a pretty awful situation when he got there. Um, it is better, um, but it's not easy to you know build it up from where it was it was really bad when he got it he's gotten first round picks or i'm sorry first overall picks but it's not it's not the same as some of these other years nico he shares a fine player but when you talk about a number one overall pick it that's a tough one so yeah
1: you, you are you it, it's the one thing with the draft every year there is a number one pick the question is we used to use the in the decade term because we'll discuss it later on. where would that number one pick sit in amongst the other nine number one picks in that decade and he'd be down it's not it's
0: reach. not Yakupov, but
1: no 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 no, and that was Edmonton's problem all those years is that they went through a run of the number one pick really not it's being like a Nugent
0: Hopkins, lead. it's like a Nugent Hopkins,
1: yeah, he's not a franchise changing player he is a very very good player and probably. If given the right situation, would have developed into a a quality second line center. He's ended up being a good third line center. He's Bits probably we were lucky. They probably they still stall, they stalled second in the draft, didn't they?
0: Yeah, and that was not he a was, great pick. They could have had Taves. Correct, for shit, as they, much shit as we give Taves, he's, he's they, obviously better than. Yes, Small.
1: they got bailed out by the fact they already had Malkin and Crosby, like two generational franchise changing players on the same fucking team. So. You know, it happens.
0: <laughs> and Jack Hughes, you know, he's he's in his rookie year. Hasn't been very good this year, but I'm not making any definitive statements about um, that. But, you know, these these true number one overall picks that play their first year in the league don't struggle like that.
1: Yeah, that, and, and that's the thing. It's Obviously, Sid Paul... and
0: Ovia are a really tough thing. McDavid's a, a tough thing. But Taylor Hall was good right away. Yeah. Um, you know, even like the McDavid year, Jack Eichel is a number one overall talent. Well, that's the Ivy Malkin draft. Yeah. That's so really, like, it was like they, they got a little bit unlucky with that. Um, where they haven't gotten unlucky is they just really don't want to address their goaltending situation at all. Um, that's been terrible for a bit, even though. Um, it's not the easiest thing to address, though. Yeah, but Corey Schneider, I mean, how many times do we say move him? He's got value. Having a good goalie right now doesn't mean anything. By the time you want to be good, he's not going to be. And I think he's in the AHL right now, so. He's broken. He's just broken. Well, that was predictable that the decline. Not not why. Maybe maybe you know I wasn't. I didn't think his hip was gonna like break, explode. Yeah. But you know they're 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 not in a great spot right now. He,
1: I thought Shero was a good GM that made a few minor directional mistakes when he was in Pittsburgh. It's always interesting when you get a general manager who doesn't have the easy part, or the hard parts in place that make your life easy. It's always interesting to see how they react. So I'd be curious to see, one, how much time he gets in New Jersey to try and turn it around, and two, whether he can. Because that's a tough gig that he's got there.
0: <laughs> it was when he got it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to really beat him up over this trade because he got Taylor Hall, and I'll good chunk of productive years an mvp and a playoff berth for adam freaking larson
1: yeah it's just ridiculous this it's haul for won. adam larson would have been decent yeah. one one for one <laughs> they uh, gave Kennedy. us one of the
0: best best tweets of all time and in, in the hockey uh sphere um yeah like when a first conditional a third conditional and you know the prospect's whatever, that's a totally acceptable haul for Adam Larson, which is basically, you know, kind of, they struck gold with that trade. Um, You know, the the contract was running out. It's not a great situation. They couldn't keep the player. They made the right choice to trade him. We can argue about the, the return. I just don't think the market is the same that it used to be.
1: No, you are right. Expiring contracts uh, really depress the asset, and I think it it comes down to the attitude of the players now. They're more willing to
0: test the market. They're more and, willing and, to go to in him so much. So like going from crappy Edmonton to yeah, he made the playoffs with New Jersey, but like, come on, <laughs> he's he's been he, thrown into just blah. He will be a fascinating
1: watch on july 1
0: yeah and you know that contract's not going to be good no it's he's no, twenty twenty eight. 28 it's going to be 10 mil plus it um carry through until he's 36 you know when i was talking about the penguins and and they're, they're kind of a different situation than a lot of teams they're they're in their last hurrah they they've been built to be contenders for over a decade like who cares? But for yeah, some of these other teams that, that, are that are trying thing. to build up, it's not. It's not where you want to go. I no, don't know. Don't... I don't know too many yeah. fuck it teams that are left out there other than the Penguins. Fuck it, or we're I'd... at the end of the run. Let's let's go out guns a blazing.
1: Well, you'd get there and you'd say the teams that are like that Boston would be in that situation because of the age of the their core. Washington would be in that situation. Uh, who in the West? That's probably it. Everybody, oh, maybe Dallas? Yeah. But you're not, you're not going to have Hall go to Colorado and sign a $10 million contract because of what they've got in Colorado and what they're going to have to sign. That 10 mil is going to burn you in like three years. And his production is going to drop off. Not Not off a cliff, but it's not going to be 10 million worth in a hard salary cap freaking league.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. I I just want him to test the market. Yes. Maybe someone like Boston, if they can unload Krejci. Uh,
1: Look, uh, this is a, I just hate Boston. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I know, but... I... <laughs> you're correct. I don't know you're exactly on the money, but it's like, not Boston.
0: Although they just gave Coyle 5 mil. That's, that was weird. Yeah,
1: well, every general manager has a blind spot. I
0: don't know with Boston, though. I mean, Tory Krug is up at 5.25. He's in the 28-year-old range. He's going to be looking for big money. How many of those guys do you want? You already got Marchand, Bergeron's up there, Krejci's up there, Chara. Um, well, Chara's Chara. Like he he he'll come back a year at a time. He he's making two mil this year, so I think his days of uh, being a stress on their salary cap are long gone.
1: It's 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 like they're cheating a salary cap with that Chara deal, <laughs> because he's still productive. He's still a menace. And they're only paying him two mil and I think he produces well above that two million dollar bracket.
0: Yeah. Yep. Hard to hard to disagree with that. So I don't know. It'll be an interesting one. Um uh, and I think another interesting one for um on the total opposite end of the salary spectrum is gonna be where Kovalchuk goes. That he um he got terminated, released Oh, no, hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: His contract got terminated. Let's just make that clear. Yes. They didn't terminate him. I know he's Russian, but he's not an asset.
0: I don't know. Has he been talking shit about Putin? <laughs> wow. <knows>? Doubtful, but. <laughs> so L.A.'s like, nah, we're good here. He's like, oh, fine, whatever. So the cap hit stays with L.A. He's still going to get some of that money, or he got the money from the bonus that just got paid.
1: That was literally yeah. all he was waiting for, I think, wasn't it? Before, yeah. Like,
0: and he said, I'll he, go if you
1: give me my bonus.
0: He seems to be looking for a, a cheaper deal with the contender. Pittsburgh's name got thrown into the ring until the, the Bob father said, nope. He, uh, I forget, I think the fourth period mentioned Calgary and Pittsburgh, and Bob was like, uh, yeah, no. So,
1: How do you feel about him coming on? Who's that? To Pittsburgh. Not that he will, but what was...
0: Um, normally, I'm all for the those types of acquisitions where offense-minded. Uh, This... It, I was kind of um, split thinking about it. They have a, a dire need for a left-side power play person, and I think Kovalchuk has one of the best shots ever. Uh, obviously, Ovi's got the the best one of, of this generation, but I think Kovalchuk is right up there. Yeah, uh, That would be good. But Pittsburgh's underlying numbers are all excellent, very great defensive team. It's become a strength for them. Uh, I know it's cliché he's not a fit. Um, I don't know. his. I look at his underlying numbers, they've been really bad. Expected goals, possession, that kind of stuff has been... Um, laughably low the last two years
1: so you sit there and think about it and if you're in Pittsburgh's position the, the power play is not great you think about it in the playoffs though how many power plays do you get and do you lose your chance to win the Stanley Cup if your power play is bad and I don't think that that's the case I think the playoffs are played more at 5-on-5 five five than any other time of the year like you said, don't Wreck that boat that is pushing along quite nicely with the underlying numbers. They're getting more shots than their opposition. Yeah, he just. You're right. He doesn't fit. It would be fun to see him on the power play and, and see how differently he would play that position than Kessel because you just lob it out there and just let him shoot, whereas Kessel goes out there and facilitates. So it would be a very different looking power
0: play. It's, it's tough because you know I, there is an argument for okay his expected goals and possession stuff is very low who cares because the penguins are among the best at it you can sacrifice some of that to get some finishing talent kind of the carolina hurricanes problem of a few years ago yes. crushing it on the expected goals but nobody could score but i don't i don't think that the penguins have that issue per se
1: Well, the they're good not thing, struggling well, yeah. like Carolina. No. no, they're not. And they've still got Crosby to come back. And, and they can still, still trade the other injured asset once it comes back as well.
0: And, and his points per 60 was 1.54 um, last year. And it's 1.45 this year. And believe it or not, his last year of the lockout shortened season in Jersey was 1.23. Wow. So, after... You know, the the pre- prior Atlanta years are well over two most times. So, you know, you're not exactly getting the offense that you're kind of sacrificing all that other stuff for. It's not a really – it's not a guarantee. Um,
1: geez, so. that's a massive drop-off from injured like that year. It does show you how – you end up with a mental perception of the guy can still play and he hasn't been able to for a few years in regards to actually producing the one thing he needs to to stay in the league.
0: Well, I think there... I don't think that Jersey situation was great and I don't think that the LA situation hasn't been great. Yeah. So it's really tough to separate the team effects from that given his aging curve and being in the KHL, because I'm looking at his KHL numbers, and before he came back to the NHL, he had 63 points in 53 games, and the KHL is not offensive-oriented. The year before, 78 and 60, 49 and 50. Like, there's a pulse there. There's legit offense there. And he, he comes back to the Kings, and it's like, well, the Kings suck so it's uh, it's it's one of those tough things but at the same time if he's 900,000 and they traded away good branson you know if they say they don't like him you know rutherford's strength the last few years is uh we're going to get rid of you like a few couldn't months just, after
1: it's it's under a bill. couldn't they just send him to the minors or cut him just like la did
0: yeah like i mean it's they wouldn't be in a a bad spot they have the yeah. cap space now wow. whereas before they were really struggling with it that Branson deal opened up um so i'm not advocating for them to get him. i'm not gonna scream yeah. bloody murder if they do um for malkin it's probably would be a nice uh for him to at least think like oh maybe this might work after they snatch Gensel and Latang from me <laughs> yep you know what i mean yep
1: because it's gotta happen
0: Poor guy. So you know I don't know where he's gonna go. But he's gonna have to play a little bit better than he did, and maybe being on a better team will help kinda rising water keeps everything afloat. Kinda
1: he should deal. go to the island. he should go to the islanders. They could do with it. They could do with somebody
0: that can just flat out finish. Yeah, their underlying numbers suck last time I looked, so it's not going to hurt them. Yeah. They're 30th in the league in possession, and they are bottom six for expected goals. So, yeah, Kovalchuk's not going to be driving them to the bottom. They're already there. (laughs) So.
1: Yeah, that's not great,
0: Bob. Um. So, I think you got any other unique takes about Mr. Kovalchuk? Nope.
1: Today's show is sponsored by, yep, you guessed it, The Athletic, a subscription-based sports news site for real fans. Through in-depth coverage by local riders on every team in your city, uh, and for Penguins fans, that includes Joshua, Jesse Marcel, Sean Gentile, and Michael's personal biographer, Rob Rossi. The Athletic also has a stable of writers to make numbers digestible and relatable to what happens on the ice. The Athletic is setting a new standard for sports news. There are no ads, pop-ups, or clickbait. Just great sports writing that tells the story behind the story. Get exclusive player profiles, Rob Rossi, uh, team power rankings, and fantasy sports insights you won't find anywhere else. Each subscriber gets a personalized feed of stories, live writer Q and A's, podcasts, and more. Just download the Athletic app, pick your favorite teams, and the Athletic will begin surfacing all the latest and greatest players and storylines that matter to you. Are you ready to get started? For 40% off your yearly subscription to Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash hockeyhertz. That's athletic.com slash hockeyhertz. Now, mine just resubscribed, So if you can go and get this, and get 40% off, I would recommend you do it because 40% is quite good and you guys don't have to deal with any conversion rates. Just remember guys, these guys have got stories with stubs. It's quality, in-depth content that goes beyond the box score, exclusive content, good analysis with advanced stats, in-depth analysis and insights. Uh, Just remember they have exclusive stories from their sports writers. Best thing though, it's clutter-free, no pop-up ads, no autoplay video. You get control of what you're doing that's pretty much all you can ask for. Just remember, guys, for 40% off for your yearly subscription to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash That's theathletic.com slash Don't forget the the at the end. And uh, back to regular scheduled programming.
0: All right. Let's see. Let's start with a decade question from Greg. Gregory, 42, 42, 42, 42. Big Jackie Robinson fan. (laughs) Seeing as though we are a week and a half away from the end of the decade, who are your guys for an all-decade team for the NHL? I assume he is talking about uh, like a top line and the defense pairings and a goalie. That's at least my interpretation. So I think that's what we'll do. Um, Do you want to start with the goalie? Long Um, I was giving Luongo some thought, but it's really tough to ignore the best goalie of the generation. Yeah. In the the decade he mainly played in. Yeah. I know that's boring to both have the same answers on that one, but uh, okay, defenseman. Okay,
1: this one gets difficult.
0: <laughs> I have, I have my, I think I have it for me at least. All right, roll it. I need to hear it. All right, I'll lead with, I think an obvious one. You you might have him as well, Eric Carlson.
1: Yeah, how many years did? No, he didn't play it any of them in this decade, did he? What's well, that? I yes he did. Lidstrom, he did because it's it's ten <laughs> to twenty. <clears throat> Sorry, i have just. So you're taking one
0: year Lidstrom. Yeah, Lidstrom. one year
1: Lidstrom. Yeah, one year Lidstrom. One year Lidstrom for the decade. One year um, Lidstrom
0: no. is worth uh, all the more than Hedman.
1: Yeah, uh, were well, you gonna put Hedman as your second? You're gonna go all no? Uh, no, I'm
0: actually not. <laughs> I just threw out um, another good sweep. Yeah.
1: Um. Oh, this is a hard one. Because Chara just has gone down so far compared to what he was at the start of the decade. And he was awesome at the start of the decade.
0: Would you like... I I have mine. Would you like me to... Yeah, go on. Uh, Brent Burns. Really? Yeah. I just... Dynamic as all hell.
1: Yeah... Nah, no, I'll go Zadino. I just like the fact that he can do it at both ends when he was on, like through the early part of the decade, I just I know I know Burns gets the reputation for not being great in his own zone, which I think is unfair, but I just think Chara's balance is better than Burns' dynamic oh, I can't even say it. Dynamic play. Dynamism is what I was looking for.
0: So Yeah, well, you know, good luck having uh you know, Burns and Carlson feeding the, the forwards that are going to be on this team.
1: Yeah, I know. You're not ever going to be in his zone for very long for it to be an issue. I get your argument.
0: Unless the opposition's uh, goalie fires the puck down in anger after it goes in. <laughs> so, I think we share the center, yes? Yeah. Sid? And probably the left wing as well. Alex? Yeah. Right wing? i have my two um three my issue is i can never work out who right wingers
1: are because they're all they flip-flop so
0: much in this day and age i've got three options and one of them's uh, kind of just uh not super serious malkin but it was, you see you can't that was my thought as well you, go, you
1: can't do that like yes Penguins you can fans, well
0: oh I, I i thought you meant play him out of his position you know
1: that don't know that that's that's what no, I mean. i'm it's not like gonna Penguins... put
0: milk in there yeah even though but
1: that's the thing it's like come on I, i've got to come up with a top 10 right winger for the
0: i don't fans. think it has to be a right winger it, let's yeah, not yeah. pretend like centers can't play the wing on a fucking all line
1: no, no, no. Well, it's, I get it. It's what happened. Sid played league, with so.
0: Marchand and Bergeron. Bergeron played right wing with Sid. That seemed to be just fine. Yeah. Bergeron is not my answer. Um, I'm down to two. Do you have uh, Patrick any Kane? idea that, that he's one of them? Yeah. Mark's and he right. is actually a, a, a right winger. So, but <laughs> yeah. I do not like him. I love watching him play hockey. I do not like him.
1: Where do you place? What do you class? What do you class sets?
0: He's a well. He was the center most of
1: if most of the decade. All right, I'll throw him out the window. Um,
0: I I have mine. It's not Kane, even though Kane deserves mention due to his on ice play. I am putting Connor McDavid there. So good fucking luck.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just
0: uh... Kucherov.
1: It, also a great choice, in, right winger. What he's done in the tail end of the decade. Like that's always the hard thing. It was like, you know, jokingly talking about Lidstrom. It's like what happened at the first what happened in the first three years of the decade, what happened in the middle four, and then what's going on in the last three?
0: Well, you I know, feel like is... this is McDavid's fifth year in the league, so like Well you gotta put yeah.
1: You know, once again it's the whole if you're gonna go rock hard for the left centre right sort of thing.
0: Then, the, the idea you know, that he, he can't play right wing, I am not. He's garbage. That. <laughs> it, yeah, he's absolute garbage. I, I mean, the, the if league you league, want us to stick true, I'll put Kane there. But yeah, and, and Sid, if, it, it Sid is, and Alex are locks. That that is, is not changing.
1: It is interesting how good the center depth has been at the top echelons of this sport over the decade. Well,
0: duh. I mean centers are the better players. You have to be, I suppose. And I bet a lot of the really good wingers in the NHL growing up they were centers. And they just got pushed out, yeah.
1: Well I don't know I don't know how that team would go against a all NHL second team of the decade. That's usually the fun thing with these things. Is you can come up with a second team that on any given day would probably beat beat the first. I mean having Gino is your on Just the off
0: the uh, top of my head, I will, um, let's see, we'll go Kane on the right side, Bergeron in the middle, Datsuka on the left wing.
1: You haven't even put Gino in there.
0: Yeah, I guess that's...
1: Um, you know what I mean? Like, that. That's, that's why these articles are always so good at this time of year. You know, people take holidays and, and you can... You can discuss it and try and work it out and like try right, take over a uh, few beers.
0: <laughs> Datsuk can take a hike. Him and his homophobia. You're out, fucking Datsuk. <laughs> and then um, I think uh, Victor Hedman and probably Steele. Chara from you.
1: Yeah. Where do you write Letang in amongst all of this? He's up there. Because he's really, really good, but is he...
0: The only reason he's... just He's not just below up it. there. No, I don't think he is all that below any of these guys. He doesn't get the notoriety because he's never been up for awards because he's always hurt and loses his ability to be up for the awards.
1: Yeah, he's usually... He's usually playing three quarters of a year.
0: <laughs> if he wins the Norris in the lockout shortened season over Suban, the entire narrative about him is Changes way completely, different. Yeah. And yeah. that was one of the years, a shortened season, of course, that he played, played really well, and I think he was the runner-up. But his, some of his great years...
1: Yeah, um, they got derailed by... He As a stroke for hurt, crying yeah. out loud.
0: Letang's up there. I wrote in my piece the other day where I took uh, Greg Wyszynski's top 100 and I kind of said a few things about the ex-Penguins on there and the current Penguins that he had on the list. And, you know, I had nothing but glowing things to say about Latang, and that this team is nowhere close to being as good as they are without him over the course of the last decade. It,
1: it is interesting how being able to get the puck to your good players with speed is so essential and teams seem to refuse to make that happen. And then when you get a good one, uh, the fans tend to uh, underappreciate just that ability to do that and crucify defensemen when they make you know blunders and letang has his fair share of blunders at the moment it feels like every mistake he makes turns into a high danger chance going the other way but yeah the ability to do what he does is uh highly underrated i think in the pittsburgh market
0: he's 23rd out out of the top 100 in in greg's column so he fared really well actually yeah not from waschinski then
1: yeah, he. But I reckon, I reckon he's a. Pre- I reckon he's a pretty good judge of, of a hockey player. Waszynski.
0: He's okay. Um, we're gonna put a pause on the decade stuff. We have another decade question, kind of related to Greg's column. Uh, later, that he, someone's gonna ask us about uh, top ten of the decade. But I wanna jump. To um, Garrett Smith, Smitty0717, will Jack Eichel make the playoffs with the Sabres, or does he finally make it with another team? (laughs) Um, I'm kind of leaning to the second one, unfortunately. I think with the way players are now and the way they advocate for themselves, and they're not so concerned about hockey culture and what are people going to think of me, I think the Sabres got this year and next year and they might be a better team. Maybe his second part of the question: How bad is Jason Botterell at his job? Um, yeah. I'll address that in a minute. And he's gonna—he's not gonna waste his career. These guys are gonna speak out for themselves and they're gonna advocate for themselves in a way that other generations did not. So good for them for that. The problem here is maybe they do improve, but that division's a freaking. It's, that's probably the best division in hockey. Which is hilarious because the teams that should
1: be driving that division, a few of them are behind Buffalo at the moment. And the well, that's what
0: I mean. Like...
1: The expectation is that they click, get it right, and they're just going to explode. And the gap between those teams and Buffalo is not that large. That Yeah, they, I think Buffalo are just going to fall out of the playoffs because
0: the other teams get better. So... How bad is Jason Botterell at his job? Um, he's he's underwhelmed uh, to where I thought he would be. Uh, again, I think uh, the owner fucking up the O'Reilly trade really screwed up his trajectory of being able to do a good thing. But him sitting on in is pathetic. It's totally fucked everything up. It, it, what they could have gotten for that guy versus what they might now like they blew it.
1: Well, this is, this is really interesting, because you and I were really, really high on Botterill and wanted him to take the reins, not Rutherford. So, is Botterill but, good at... But here's at, the other
0: part of that, though. Much like Rutherford, Botterell would not have to chase these hard-to-get pieces. I was
1: just about to ask, is he really, really good at tinkering around the edges and finding improvements in a an already good roster to do stuff within the cap that makes it possible to do, which seemed like he was in Pittsburgh because right now everybody that is in Boel's position is struggling to work it out because they're like hence teeth. they're so rare these talent that like these generational talented players it's and with the cap the way it is, I want him to go to a luxury tax so that it makes movement a little bit easier. with that cap being as it is, it makes things really really tough to move around.
0: Now Buffalo is going to have some money freeing up. So there's potential there. They have um, Sherry making $3 million off the books, VC low twos, but more so Bogosian and Scandela, that's almost $9 million. Brandon Montour is going to want to raise, though. Sam Reinhart's going to want to raise. That's where things get a little tougher. But if you move Rissa Leinen in his 5.4, you're still doing okay. And what I don't understand about what Botterill's done, I, I think he laid the table to do something good. Getting Montour, Miller, and Joko all down the right side?
1: Yeah, it's, of, all the, it's all all It's spectacular,
0: the, yeah. but hello? You don't need Ristolainen anymore. You could have fooled somebody into taking him. I still think they should probably try the Nugent Hopkins thing. Used to be the Taylor Hall thing that Tim Murray turned down. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of one for once. Um, you know, it's a lot of teams struggle to fill out the right side of the defense, but even without Ristolainen, they're fine.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, you're right. He's laid the table to, to move him. It's just yeah, it's a little baffling. Hey, look, if they were desperate to keep Eichel around, just get Taylor Hall in the off season and just cop the brunt of the back end of the deal. Yeah, with all that cap space.
0: But they're too in love with their futures and shit like that. Like
1: almost every general manager is. Like it's it's, it's the one thing. It's almost like they 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 bank their job on all of the futures that they have. And it's like at some point you have to start moving them to be in the now. Yeah. And general managers need to do that too, whether they know the it or time. not.
0: This is the now because Eichel is in. I mean, yeah. look at what he's doing. I didn't even watch their game the other night because he he was he a late play. scratch and <laughs> fuck that. I'd, what, what am I supposed to watch? Yeah. Um. One of their huge disappointments, in in my opinion, has to be Casey Middlestat. Who's done nothing? In fact, he's playing fifteen minutes away from me right now um, tonight. That's not what you want to. <laughs> it's not where you want to be and playing for the Amherst when you're supposed to be a I think a number eight overall pick that went right to the NHL.
1: It went wrong. It went
0: wrong hard. So, you know, Middlestat was supposed to be part of the well, we can move O'Reilly and it's like no you can't and you shouldn't just because he said he lost his love for hockey And when they had a shitty year uh, the owner probably culture cult, culture culture because his Buffalo Bills coach is all about that he probably thought oh the Sabres need to be that too and uh, they really fucked that up bad and that's the, that you can't recover from that and even, even if he didn't <laughs> you know Go and win a Selkie and a Con Smythe the next year. It was still a shitty trade.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything in that trade that could have gone wrong for Buffalo kind of did in regards to what happened when he Tage left. Tage
0: Thompson sucks. Vic... <laughs> Vladimir Sabaka is still a drag on them. They play him. They were playing him in the top six this year. And then Berglin, you know, he he left for personal or health reasons and hopefully that stuff's going well but he he was bad at the hockey part of things Um, yeah horrible trade and it was rushed because the owner didn't want to pay the bonus and that is that is fact you can argue otherwise but that is what happened you don't make the trade late on june 30th (laughs) with money due the next day and tell me (laughs) otherwise so that i mean O'Reilly on the Sabres with Johansson and some of these others. Now you're, you're, you're probably okay.
1: Well, you're not going to, excuse me, you're not. Last year, Buffalo fell off a cliff. They did the whole fall off a cliff and they've managed to recover it this year. Yes. You you sit there with, you sit there with O'Reilly and you think, well, they probably don't fall off the cliff quite as far this year, and they've probably got more of a buffer between Tampa and Toronto. I mean, that both of those teams might not work it out, and they might one of them might miss,
0: which would oh, be shit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money there, but yeah, no, it's, it's no, out I'm, there. I'm,
1: it could happen. It, like, it legitimately could happen, and and then Buffalo sort of sneak in because they just totally underperform for the year, but. Yeah, you're not putting money on that happening, are you?
0: No. And lastly, you know, put Jeff Skinner with Eichel. Come on now. They got him as, like, they were playing 11 forward, 7D, and he's on the bottom two forward thing, and it's like, stop propping up Sam Reinhart If it means Skinner's going to struggle, like, do something. You invested in him big time, invest in him. With his quality of teammate, so that he can do the things he's supposed to do.
1: It feels like it's a dick-measuring contest at the moment.
0: Yeah. The coach is trying to say, I'm
1: the one that runs the the joint. You need to... There's some of that that's
0: good, like telling Zach Bogosian, yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're asking for your trade-out. Yeah, we agree, so... That's that's fine, but I I think they've handled Skinner uh, poorly this year, so... Uh, yeah.
1: Should, the coach, a coach's job in every sport is literally put somebody in the best place for them to succeed. Every player has their flaws. You you have I you, I always try to think of it in a positive sense. Try to try to expand the positive, and then usually it puts the negative in such a shade that it doesn't matter. And. When coaches start doing this, I, I just feel like it's more of an ego-driven thing. That it is about trying to get the best out of the players' skill sets, and the skill sets are usually why you've got him. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I find the, the negative aspect of it bizarre.
0: All right, um, Zach Curley, Zach Curley, eighty-seven, seventy-one. <laughs> With all the injuries, would you prefer a trade to happen sooner than later? So the acquisition would have more adjustment time before the playoffs, or closer to the deadline, so the team could theoretically heal up and see what they actually have. Um,
1: I I don't. I want them to do something on the left hand side of the ice for that power play. Even though what I said earlier is, doesn't really matter in the playoffs. If everybody gets back healthy, they probably have to rebuke that, really, don't they?
0: They don't have don't to, but fits. I think he's a I, candidate.
1: I just don't think he fits. With the way the team plays, I don't think he skates well enough to be able to press like the rest of the roster does. And he doesn't he's not good enough with his facilitation of other players on the ice with him, so he's kind of redundant. It's why McCann works. McCann can fly.
0: Yeah. And I guess I'm I'm leaning more towards kind of holding off right now. Like, make a trade that you would make if everyone was healthy, but don't make a trade to cover up for injuries right now. Like getting Doom, bought, Dumoulin I will did. be back. Sid's going to be back. Schultz is down, but Marino is a second-pairing guy right now based on his play uh, this year, so you're really not losing much there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And... You know the guy that I wrote about last week. I think Tyler Toffoli is an interesting one, but I don't think going after him should have anything to do with are we healthy or are we not. C-
1: correct. That's exactly right. It's it's like if there's a if it's a hel- if it's a if it's a healthy team, would you make the trade? Yes, make the trade.
0: One trade I could see happening. I don't think I would like it all that much. I guess... Hold on. Let me double-check. The- <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe I'd be fine with it. Scandella for... Gen- or not Gensel. Jesus. Um, Say what? Whoops. <laughs> Say what now? Yeah? Jeez. Uh, Jim, what are you drinking? Um, Gal- Galchenyuk. Sabres need a forward. Penguins kind of fill the Dumoulin spot. Um, Scandella actually... He's been horrible, horrible the last few years. But for whatever reason, this season, he's um, he's actually been okay.
1: Is he on the right-hand side or the left-hand side? He's, he's on the left-hand does... side. Right, okay. Because that does tend to matter with defensemen, more so than winners. Uh Yeah, it's
0: tough it defense it's tough if, if it's not your side it gets it gets it, it can be done but it, it you know it takes a player that stays within his comfort zone to make that happen uh, some of the guys why? I've played with can do it easily and some of the guys I've played with uh, it's really tough but Scandella's 53.41 uh Corsi 4 Percentage and
1: go, what's that relative?
0: 53.63 for expected goals. for, and I'm gonna get the uh, relatives right now um, for natural stat trick.
1: I wouldn't have thought that they, that as a team, he, he's doing that plus
0: well.
1: 5.24. Yeah, that's that so is he's year.
0: having a good year and it might fill a role. And he's an expiring contract like Elchenyak, so I, I wouldn't want him. Well, Any bit past this year. So I do think that is one of those um, things that could happen. Kind of like the Sherry
1: trade. My thing with that is it it just gives you a chance to push Jack Johnson down to a third pairing position. And and I know that there's media that come out and are trying to push the narrative that he's been better this year and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest thing in amongst all the stuff that I've read is that people are finally going, oh, okay, he's played as a third pairing. Every time someone gets hurt, he is the player that always gets pushed up and it always hurts the forwards. And I just... I, anything that can make him stay as a third pairing defenseman, because they're not going to not play
0: him. So... No, just especially getting... this year when, when he has been better, but again, relative to... Um,
1: Such Zero a high Kelvin.
0: bar. Such a high bar. It's warmer than zero Kelvin, so... <laughs> so that's definitely worth all the fuss. So, yeah, I think there's... Uh, I, I would personally wait a little bit. I think some of these guys are going to come back. The main pieces should be good to go. This can all change, like a Malkin injury or a Letang injury, something like that. But then again, without those guys, you're screwed anyway, so... Yeah, so there's no point panicking
1: as it is, because you, you don't have a...
0: You've got nothing. (laughs) I know you wanted this one, Tyler Gething. T. Geth, can the Penguins do anything to avoid their rash of injuries? More practice, less practice, different conditioning programs. Wearing bubble wrap or are they just cursed?
1: Uh, Short answer is they're just cursed. Secondly, they're not going to change their athletic department. It's run by Crosby's man. So, you know, they got rid of Kedar. Basically, for the questions that Tyler's asking, is that Pittsburgh had a rash of soft tissue injuries that theoretically are controllable. And you it, it makes perfect sense to, to move on for, from Keita, who I think is actually at Detroit at the moment. And you sit there and look at it, it's like, it's Sid's guy. So O'Brien's going to stay there until until Sid's done, I would suggest. The thing that is interesting, though, is you've got two players that have had to have hernia surgeries, and Malcolm I reckon did a hamstring at the start of the year against Buffalo. So, that, that
0: was a fluke one, though. It is, um,
1: but it is, uh, considering that all the buzz about Malcolm before he got to the start of the year was how much extra work he put into his conditioning because he was finally healthy, it does show that there might have been an overload in certain parts of his body to not be able to handle that collision because you see that type of collision all the time where you get extended like that. But yeah, I fundamentally, I don't think they're going to change the, the staff. They might have to change what they're doing, but you get into the middle of the season and you're not, you all you're doing is maintaining you, you. You're lifting weights not to get stronger. Um, you're doing all of the rehab work in regards to to stretching and, and massage and all that kind of stuff just to make sure that you don't get hurt. But the the two hernia ops are interesting, particularly with it being Crosby. So you know how hard he works in the off season. Usually it's an over training issue.
0: And, and his was from camp. On... Correct. So yeah.
1: And, and and some players can can play through that, but it, it does show you how severe it got that that Sid wouldn't, and then Buke's going on the shelf for the same thing. Considering he had a, and it's it's tough on the coaching staff because theoretically the teams aren't supposed to have any contact with the players, at after a certain date. Like they're supposed to be free from any control. Like it's mandated in the CBA. I'm almost certain. So. The coaching staff can, like the athletic staff can get there and go, these are all the things that I want you to do and the players can follow it. Or, like almost all of them do now, they all have their own trainers and they all go off and do their own thing. So a little bit of it's out of the hands of the athletic guys until they come back.
0: So I can't see them changing the staff. No, me neither. Because... And, I, and I do think they've lessened the the workload on the players. Mike Sullivan famously not a big fan of the morning skates. They really don't do them anymore. Not that those were intense, but
1: yeah, they seem like a waste of time. It seems like a smart
0: move to not bother with that. Sometimes I liked just when I was on the road, get get out, do something. Otherwise, you're in the hotel all day. But that was kind of Division Three bus life. I'm sure. Conditions are a little better (laughs) for the NHL. Not
1: comparative, you think? You
0: know, I don't think the NHL goes to Plattsburgh, for example. (laughs) So, um, I think uh, one more here. And JJ Johnson at JJ underscore Wayne underscore J. What changes would you make to the ESPN list that I wrote about? Uh, He says not all 100, (laughs) maybe just the top 10. Uh, Are you familiar with the top 10? I have it written down here.
1: Uh, I'm not off the top of my head. If you've got it, that would be great.
0: You want me to go in reverse order or from uh, Sid?
1: Uh, Go from Sid down. I'm assuming uh, Ovi's
0: two. No. Really? Okay, there you go. So this is Greg Wyszynski's list. Yep. Sid's at the top, then McDavid, Mm -hmm. which he, he knows he... The the number of years thing. He he certainly yep. mentioned that. Ovi is three. Carlson's four. Lundquist, five. Malkin is six. At least he's 101. Not 101. Yeah. I was kind of hoping they'd put him 101 as a joke. Um, <laughs> Bergeron, seven. Stamkos, eight. Patrick Kane, nine. Duncan Keith, ten. Oh, I don't know about the Keith one. I mean, he was very good for most of the decade. He's not so much now. Um, I
1: I struggle to judge defensemen. I really do. And I just... I was never impressed with... I never understood the fascination with Duncan Keith. And and I'm willing to bow down to other people that watch Chicago far more than I do. Um, So, yeah, I find defensemen tough to judge. It's easy for me to judge the tank because I see him so often. Like, it's easy to see what he does. And Carlson's just... Amazing, so that's not a tough one. But yeah, the the Duncan Keith one for me. But who do I replace him with? Like I just said, I'm not sure. Victor Hedman.
0: So okay. I don't... So yeah. Who who's your top?
1: I'd probably flip McDavid and Ovi. So
0: uh, I assume Sid is. Yeah! 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 I, I have Ovi there. at number two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I have Eric Carlson at number three. I mean he's he's a generational talent winning Norris trophies because he didn't give them any other choice but to give them to him other yeah. than and they you know would come up with can't play defense doesn't kill penalties and and yet they would still have to award him Norris trophies
1: and doing it on a team that was not particularly fantastic around him
0: so and after an Achilles injury when Cook yeah. sliced it um on that one play, so um who who would you have for three?
1: Well, if flipped. So you're it's, it, I would probably go McDavid three, three, Carlson four, I would probably want Gino at five.
0: I have Gino at four.
1: How far down are you putting McDavid?
0: I have him. Oh, I left he him hasn't off. Fall,
1: he hasn't fallen out of the 10. Years. I left
0: him off just because I... Obviously, he's legitimately, you know, talent-wise yeah. up there. I I went with more of the guys that were around longer.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at it that way, then, like, if I've got Malcolm at five, then I would have Wundquist, like, at six. And that feels a little unfair of uh, He got some of those very... Bad and boring Rangers teams deep into the playoffs, and got them to a Cup final.
0: Yes, so, for sure. I mean, Lundqvist is on my list. He's um, not at five, but he's he's there. Yeah, um, um, I have Patrick Kane at five. Yep, makes sense. I have Patrice Bergeron at six. Mm-hmm. I have Lundqvist at seven. Yep. Stamkos at eight. Brent Burns at 9, and Pavel Datsuk at 10.
1: You kind of forget Datsuk.
0: Because yeah, because he hasn't been around for... But, I mean, he was... A, a oh, fan.
1: no. That, that's... Yeah, I can't argue with what you've, what you've done me, really.
0: He and um, Patrick Kane can hang out together with their... Wonderful wife attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I took Duncan Keith off. I took... I don't know. I, I took McDavid off just to ha- include more names, I suppose, in this exercise. Yeah. Like, I wanted to get Brent Burns in there, and I thought Datsuk does deserve a mention, obviously. He's the majority of his... Uh, I don't know, was it the majority of his career in this decade? Well, a lot of it I, was, I, put it that way. Yeah. He, he just left the league. But, um. yeah... So that that would be my reorganized list. Uh, Jonathan Tave's not on it. Controversial. So Where was Taves in Wyshinsky's list? Um Probably in the high teens, if I had to wager a guess. This these these things are so hard to do
1: because it's human nature to have recency bias, right? Well,
0: there's his recency of... bias isn't good.
1: No, I I know, and it it's difficult to. It's 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 a hard process. Like there's a lot of research you would have to go into it, really. As opposed to our, let's see, let's have a think about it for twenty minutes. <laughs> To try and not shortchange
0: the. Well, I'd you know. probably put more thought into it if I got hired by ESPN. So there's also Correct. that.
1: Correct. No, 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 I'm fully aware of the uh, of the uh, remuneration required for the time and effort put in. <laughs> Phil
0: Phil was 38.
1: I still reckon he cops a raw deal, but then you look at the 37 in front of him, and it's it, you sort of go, "Is he really better than some of those guys?" So that makes sense. Where uh, did Fleury end up in all of this?
0: 42 tapes yeah. was 15 flurry at 42 i mean that is just completely ignoring 2010 to 13 playoffs
1: oh i get that i absolutely get that
0: like total ignoring that um he did however have quite a redemption um to to beat the capitals they don't win without that they they do not have a second run uh back-to-back stanley cup without flurry's play uh, vegas the first year it was a magical run uh it wasn't till he finally ran out of gas in the in the final but like I don't really hold that against him that whole year was great but honestly it's if you it depends on what you're looking at are you looking at uh goalie wins or are you looking at the actual play and I researched the goalies that played in Two hundred games during that decade, and he's sixteenth with a nine seventeen save percentage. And That's higher I, than I
1: thought. It actually. is higher,
0: and I think the the Vegas bounce back really helped. Yeah, I thought he'd be around nine thirteen ish, but he's still sixteenth out of goalies who played yeah. two hundred games. Um, and goalies who played twenty games during the postseason, he ranked twenty fourth at nine eleven. Those
1: three, those three playoff runs. Absolutely tanked his numbers, and they count. And no, <laughs> no, they to, no, you Well, if he didn't go, have those, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 but that absolutely tanks his numbers, and there is no—he's not good enough a goalie to have the reverse of that to bring his numbers up to where I. Well, nine eleven is
0: pretty good, good considering those three years. Um, the, see, the 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 peng, last Penguins run and the Vegas run the first year really helped drag that back up but it goes to show again he's a very volatile
1: yeah absolutely like that 208 the 208 the 08 run that he had he was he was the winner if he won the whole Smite thing. deserving yeah. even
0: absolutely. maybe in a loss <laughs> um... yeah
1: and the thing that's interesting about it though is um that's the year shero had to sign him like at what point did would you ever think that he'd have the years 10 to 13 like you wouldn't
0: no no that was really early in the career you're right um but you know and i think his durability plays a role in this so the win win totals do pile up i don't think any other goalie got better goal support over his career than absolutely (laughs) so when you're talking about wins are like i the fact people still talk about wins is mind-blowing um you know, it's easier to get wins when you're mediocre and your team scores four a night
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> on I, average. <laughs> I
0: think he was better than mediocre through that. I do too, but people talk Hall of Fame for him and it's laughable. Yeah,
1: I can't. Look, everybody knows from this podcast how big a fan I am of the man. I can't. I mean, if he racks up 500 wins, he's going to get in. He's going to get in now. Yeah, I don't think that's right.
0: And it's going to be on the back of wins because it sure as shit ain't on safe percentage. I just rattled off like very – where he ranks is he's not among the top of the top. And they're pretty picky about who they put in to the Hall of Fame. Like not a lot of goalies go in, but the ones that do have Stanley Cup rings and they have wins. They don't really – Cares well, as much about the save percentage part of it. He's got three. Um, you know, one for sure, and one of the best uh, closing moments ever. That save is amazing, and <laughs> nobody can ever take that away from him. Uh, it was on Lidstrom. What a moment! Um, the second cup. Well, you know, he didn't really have much to do on that one. Uh, but the third one again, the the Washington series was huge. Penguin should have lost that series. He's the only reason they didn't. So
1: it was he's had, had good vintage. moments.
0: Yeah, um, I I I think there's other guys too that have had good moments.
1: I just I just find his when he's at his best, I just love watching him play.
0: Yes, from a um, entertainment like uh, his athleticism, uh, very fun to watch.
1: And it, the the frustrating thing of being such a fan is that when he hits the bottom, it's bad. Like, his, his mean and average numbers are going to look pretty good. But the peaks and troughs just absolutely destroy you as a fan of a particular team when you need him to not trough out at the wrong time of the year.
0: So, yeah, he was at 42. I probably wouldn't have him... Quite that high. I'd have him in the hundred. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I yeah. agree. I but do agree. Yeah. I'm not trying to.
1: Oh no, be unfair
0: ask. to him. Um, but Tuka Rask is behind him. I don't. Think I suppose that's, that's
1: probably the easiest way to. R- to Roberto Luongo
0: goals. is behind him.
1: Yeah. See, that's not right.
0: That is absolutely not right. You're you're basing that on on wins. Luongo playing on Vancouver and then Florida. Like, you know, that, he's that, going to that, get torched for that.
1: He gets torched for the playoff run in Vancouver. That's it's it's interesting how Luongo gets torched for that, but Fleury gets a pass for his three years. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel that's Luongo will he always cost get the that.
0: Penguins Stanley Cups.
1: Oh no, I absolutely agree. And you make the argument that so did Luongo. He did it once. Do you know what I mean? So if you
0: sit there and go, it's yeah. Luongo's team didn't, you know, give him more opportunity.
1: No, I know. So, so why is it that it gets tagged on the Luongo and, well, and Fleury gets a slide?
0: Because he had because that literally... early cup. That's it.
1: <sighs>
0: that 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 Stanley Cup thing that changes everything. Mm. I just think that's unfair, on Luongo. <laughs> yeah, Luongo's um, way better. Because that's buddy. how you
1: rank goalies. It's, it's like you get there and go, who would you trust to win you a, a seven-game series? Not who do you trust to win you one game, because I think Fleury can do that and do it quite well. I know that those three years are bad, but I would trust Fleury with a one-and-done one, one and done game. But you could almost do that with any of these goalies because they're so good. But who would you trust to win you a seven-game series where well, you'd put Lundqvist in front of him? I reckon you'd put Tuukka in front of him, ignore last year's Stanley Cup game seven. And I would put Lawanga in front of
0: it. And quite frankly, back in the day, Vokoon. He's another yeah. guy that has really you go he, back and on, look on, at his save does. percentages. Yeah. He doesn't have and that was wins. in Florida
1: as well. Yeah. And he was with the Florida early well.
0: predators in Florida, finally escaped a little bit to Washington and, you know, oddly enough, took over for Flurry and did a really nice job and i was really disappointed when the blood clot stuff happened cuz i thought he should have been he should have started the next year as the starter well you
1: see for me i was like oh maybe that's not too bad for me as a fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i think he's another guy that doesn't get his uh proper due so yeah, and he,
1: he he won't because the the whole numbers thing hockey is not baseball you know the the numbers matter in in baseball and they just don't matter as much in in hockey it, it's it's a culture thing it is literally no no what my eyes see and how i feel it outweighs what the numbers tell you and and that's how it works for the hall of fame particularly that generation of people that are currently voting
0: thomas Vokun is a career 917 all situations goaltender and his last two years were 919 and
1: 917. So, not like he's consistent, is it?
0: <laughs> so, let's see. He had a stretch 919, 920, 919, 926, 925, 922, 917, 919. You know what you're getting. Pretty good. So, they really only till the end. Played on a really solid Penguins team. And they looked better in front of him, too. I mean, age is 30. His 30s were 920, 919, 926, 925, 922, 917, 919 when he uh, retired after that lockout shortened year. <laughs> like, those are his 30s.
1: Goaltending's an, goaltending's an interesting position with age. In that, if you can stay unbroken, you can just keep playing because you don't have the hackle whack of you know being a skater. But if you if you know if you're like Corey Schneider, if your hip goes, you're stuffed. Like your ability to recover from you know a quite critical hinge injury, um, you know that goes your career. I wouldn't surprise me to see Lundqvist because Lundqvist only got one year left on his deal and. New York I don't think he's going to want to wrap up but I don't think New York want to lose their young goalies so yeah I think that's coming to a, a closure yeah so whoever ends up getting Lundquist next still going to have a legit number one goalie and it's the thing with with Fleury is he's just going to keep racking up wins
0: Fleury's nine thirteen by comparison for career
1: yeah, and that point oh six doesn't sound like much, but it's a big gap.
0: You know, it. I'm just. I'm. Not even. I guess my intention wasn't to to have a Volcun flurry thing. I just wanted to show you what winds does to perceptions. Yeah, and you've done that
1: very, very well because you are right.
0: Um, so, yeah, that's the decade. Is it the decade for this podcast? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know if the next one will be before the January 1st. Uh, it will be in that neighborhood, though.
1: Yeah, well, theoretically, the 27th is definitely doable.
0: Yeah, so probably not. Probably still got to deal with another 2019
1: Ooh. podcast.
0: So. Um, pretty good. That um, pretty good podcast. Um, I want to say we had another question from... Jimmy Dumphy, uh, he has a Jari Murray question, and I kind of want to save that one for down the road. Um, and he had a he had a Kovalchuk question, so I feel like we we at least answered one of the the two uh, for Jimmy. Um, I want to do that other goaltending one, maybe a little bit when we get Murray back in net a little bit more. Yeah. Well, so, I would
1: select Mister Kevin Hussey, number four I asked a similarish question in regards to the AAV of Murray. Okay. So, we will get to that stuff later on in the year. Yeah,
0: we're not going to ignore that. It's just um, I want to see a little bit more um, of Jari because that plays a huge part in this. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and theoretically, they have a third asset as well. So there's a lot to for them to try and not screw up or get very right. So,
0: all right, I think that'll do it. Um, Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, have a good Christmas and we'll get we'll see you before the new year, I reckon.
0: So uh we'll see you next time. Bye.